Hello, Mama. Welcome to the It Takes a Village podcast, where we're here to remind you that it takes a village to raise a mom, not just a kid. I'm Casey. I'm a millennial mom. I'm here to help remind you who you were before you had littles. Let's ditch that mom guilt and show up as the best version of ourselves for them. We're going to help you choose joy, share tips and all kinds of stories, and of course, those mom hacks to make sure that we can show up to be the best ones yet. Can't wait to hear what you think. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. Here is two more Mondays, and here is my gratitude yet again for you, for showing up, for listening, for subscribing, for making this fun hobby of mine that is turning into something more, something so much more than that. I just want to express my utter and pure, undeniable gratitude towards all of you. Because without you guys, I would just be a lunatic with headphones on. I'd be like a weird DJ, you know, one of those ones who's like not super cool like Polly D. Because we all know, realistically, Polly D is super cool. And one day I hope he listens to this and he's like, I am super cool. Thanks for noticing, Casey. Anyway, today I wanted to kind of dive into uh, something that's been just kind of lingering lately. I, you know, I think if you're still here, you've kind of noticed that over the last, um, over the last like month or so, um, I'm kind of pivoting a little in many different ways. And one of those ways was just kind of trying to figure out which way I wanted to go in my business, with the podcast, with all of the things, even in, you know, my family and, you know, in motherhood. Uh, there, there was a lot of changes happening. Um, my son graduated kindergarten and was going to camp, like real camp for the first time. And then there was like a brief period of like him being in like weird summer lingo, lingo, limbo. Um, I got engaged, lots happening, lots happening, lots of questions, lots of movement. You know, the food truck that my fiance is doing is about to open. There's so many things happening, so many movements. Pivoting is a a, a thing we do often here. So our pivoting has kind of looked like a summary of the last three episodes. So episode 32, 33, and 34 were kind of all, um, in a way, a formulation of like all the different pivots we've had to make. So I had kind of briefly touched upon, you know, what if... What if the what ifs were robbing you of happiness? Um, And that kind of really, that that struck a chord, I'd say like beginning to mid-June, where I felt like there were so many people in my life and people on social media and, you know, in society and things that we just see all the time that were just kind of, always talking about the what ifs, always talking about the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Um, And it it, kind of gets broken down where like, 
John Lennon said it best, you know, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. If you're so consumed with the what ifs, you're not going to, you're not going to see what's right in front of you. You're not going to see what's right there in the moment. You know, your what ifs are going to be blinded. No, not your what ifs. Your what ifs will be blinding you by your in the moments. You know, like you'll, I mean, that's, I said that backwards, but you know what I mean. And then, you know, I kind of briefly talked about how it's okay to change your mind. And that actually kind of happened immediately after I got engaged, that episode aired. And it's not ironic that that episode aired like three days after, (laughs) after I got engaged. You know, I had recorded it, I think, the day or two before I got engaged. And it kind of really touched on that you are allowed to change and not be the same person you were last year, two years ago, five flipping minutes ago. And then I took, you know, some time off to tend to life. And last week's episode was kind of about um, slow seasons. And how we are wired and programmed and it is something that we've learned. Uh, It is a learned behavior, folks. And it is to constantly be going. To constantly feel the need to either have your kid in nine million sports or to have four jobs, seven hobbies and make sure you see, you know, everyone in the mailman four friggin' times a day, a minute, (laughs) all things like that, you know? And that kind of came into play when I was pivoting um, my morning routine and my workout routine and my me time routine. Um, And it, it kind of came in a, in a weird aha moment because I realized it was less about the time I was doing the things and more about the things that I was doing, which I've always known. And, you know, I touch upon that in episode 34 in the last episode. Uh, And I really just, I kind of wanted to hone in on the fact that um, as a millennial, as a millennial mom, let me take myself out of just the millennial demographic there. So there is a, a group of us Millennial mothers, millennial moms. We didn't necessarily grow up with the interweb, but we definitely had it to do like college papers and essays and everything had to be typed when I got to college. You know, like there was no handwritten things, but I know how to write in cursive. You know, I still have my Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper and guess what? It holds all of my kids' important papers for school. And for his doctors and his allergies, you know, I can get down with some high-waisted bell-bottom jeans and some Tupac, but I also lose my shit at the bar when the Spice Girls comes on. And I know all the words to Baby Shark. I'm an interesting breed. There's a whole demographic of us and we're taking the world by storm so millennial mothers 
millennial mothers, we were programmed, our learned behavior, so to speak, was to constantly be doing something. To only allow ourselves happiness when we're going faster than the speed of light. Because, you know, if you get it all done, then you look like a super mother, you know, or superhuman or whatever it is. And we actually, we're the, we came into motherhood with that being shoved down our throat. And we, I'm saying this as a, as a collective, they're all behind me, guys. Um, we're the ones who are trying to get that, you know, poop, get out of here. Because our generation is the one who is trying to instill not only in future generations of, you know, our children, but like future generations of women that, you know, you can't always be on. You aren't worthy based off of what you produce or how many things you accomplish. Um, We are advocates of self-care and mental health and the mental health of moms, really. You know, I feel like while people started talking out about it. I, re- I actually do want to say it was like right around the time I became a mom, maybe a little before that postpartum depression was out front and in, in the light people were talking about it. It wasn't being swept under the rug. And today I kind of just wanted to put all that together in a nice little bow um, and chit chat about when we're stuck on our should be's, and I'm using quotations when I say that. I wish that you guys could see me. So I, for the month of July, one of my you know new moons inten- new moon intentions after the eclipse, um, was to really get back into books, get back into reading, not just personal development or business books, but you know. Um, nonfiction, fiction, you know, <laughs> nonfiction, fiction, what other, what other ones are there? Um, a, a book other than something that I would consider, you know, PD, personal development. So I started reading Do Less by Kate Northrup, which I actually like to think kind of teeters for both. Uh, it's a personal development book, but also it's, it's something that I think can really benefit me with my own motherhood. And I read it when, uh, it first came out, and it was one of the best books in the entire world that I've ever actually consumed. And I I do try to incorporate what the book relays to you in my everyday life. It doesn't always work because the whole concept of the book is about achieving more by doing less, which, I mean, if you've listened to the last 10 minutes, I go on a rant about how <laughs> our society is programmed to not is not programmed that way. So it's actually something that we have to not only unlearn, but you have to be conscious, conscious, conscious of what you're putting out there with your own mindset, your own up, uppity in your face, who you are. You have to be conscious to do less to achieve more. So it's a, it's a thing. But when deciding upon this episode, I kind of came 
across uh, the beginning part of this book. So I'm midway right now. And I, you know, I try to read a chapter a day just to, you know, keep my mind fresh, as my as my grandmother would say. And Kate Northrup writes in her forward that she believes that there are two new realities that mothers face upon entering parenthood. And I remember when I first read this, I kind of remember thinking there's way more than two realities because there's the reality that we see, there's the Pinterest reality, and then there's the physical and psychological realities, which is what, you know, Kate kind of dives into. And the physical aspect is obviously having the baby, going through all of the changes in your body, which by the way, you know, if I have my non-moms here, you know, whether you want children or not, it is something unexplainable. I just can't. It, it changes everything in your body. <laughs> um, that is the physical reality of giving of giving birth, of producing a human. You know, the changing body, you know, whether you get bigger or swollen, whatnot. And then the other reality she talks about is the psychological one. Is basically about how you have a baby and then the nurse turns to you and is like, here you go. This is what you have to take care of now. And they're like, what? Where's the manual? What's going on? But she kind of dissects. So despite me thinking there's more realities in motherhood, which I'll dive into in a second, she talks about the force of culture that constantly has to flush down our throat who we quote unquote should be. That, my friends, is what I like to call the Pinterest reality. Because, you know... Billy's mom did the whole party herself with like organic cotton that she knitted in the hallway while paper macheing the, you know, pinata for the thing. It's a whole weird phenomenon that I believe as much as I love social media, I love Pinterest, I love Instagram. Come on, I'm a millennial. It gives this false perception of what is actually occurring. Because chances are, honey, that ain't, that's not like she took that on the bus from Costco and just made it seem like she paper mache it. We have these expectations of new mothers. And, and let me rephrase that, of mothers, period, point blank, that you need to be constantly juggling nine million things until you're at the brink of exhaustion. So this goes back to, you know, last week's episode when I talk about how your slow seasons are really your soul-finding seasons. Because in motherhood, you are already doing 75,000 kids. I mean, 75,000 things. And God only knows, you could have 75,000 kids. And... As a millennial mom, our solution is normally exercise, drink enough water, you know, make sure you're taking some collagen and reading a book and putting on that face mask. And some days the self-care is calling yourself out on your own bullshit. And some days it's binging one tree hill. And we're okay with that. We're okay sitting in the fact that could we parent without screen time? Sure as shit we can, Susan. But I'm not going to paper mache something from, you know, cotton or whatever the hell analogy I just made. 
there are so many quote unquote solutions to the burnout and exhaustion that is motherhood. But instead of just kind of sitting in taking care of ourselves, we sit in the what we should be or should have or, you know, should you be trying for that second one? Or now that you're engaged, are you thinking about that? Or, you know, you have three kids and um, you're a stay-at-home mom and you're at the brink of losing your shit. But let's talk about, you know, maybe having more or the fact that dinner is not on the table. Like you hear it in my voice. I'm 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 speaking from the people. And as I have entered this stage of motherhood that I am in personally, where there are pure joy days because six is fun as shit. They are imaginative and intuitive and curious and they just want to know things and they ask why nine million times and if you're fun you give them an answer every time sure enough sometimes in the car you're like shut up (laughs) but it's at the stage where you're finally realizing what people meant when you talked about being exhausted from a newborn you know like little people little problems big people big problems Because this is the stage where things change. This is the stage where, you know, the kid starts liking different sports and having different friends. And if you have more than one, you could have more than one in more than one place, which is a lot sometimes. So my moms, my MVP moms, my OG moms, my moms that have had the kids, you know, for the, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years, I salute you. And I feel like we need to have a talk because you ladies don't talk about this stuff. And I'm not even in it yet. I'm only halfway. I got like my toe in and the water's just like a little too cold for me. And I'm like trying to warn everybody else, like, don't go in yet. But (laughs) we get so consumed with every Tom, Dick, and Harry And what they are. And we think that that's what we should be. And I don't know who said that. Like, I don't know where that is in the rule book. Where they say at some point in like your like early to mid 30s. Even not in motherhood. You get caught up in like where you should be. And I guess that goes back to that timeline. That like ever dreading timeline of what society thinks life should be at, you know, 30 something, you know, I, and my heart hurts for women right now, because I feel like we are in a really large injustice. And I feel like we need to do our best and, are, are everything that we could possibly think of doing to show future generations that we need to not get stuck in the shoulds or where we should be or who we should be or what we should look like. Because getting stuck in that means that we're missing the process. We're missing 
the climb, we're missing the journey, all of the fun. As the Enneagram 7 over here, we let ourselves get buried in motherhood, not in motherhood, outside of motherhood, whether you're a mom or not. If you're listening to this, don't get stuck in the shoulds. Don't look at, you know, Lucy from Louisville and Susan from Sindanaki. That's not a place. Um, <laughs> and just be where you are. They say if you focus on the good, the good gets better. But you can't focus on the good, boo. If you're too concerned with the should, if you focus on the should, it won't be no good. Plain and simple. And I just hope that whether showing up for you today, for yourself, five minutes, ten minutes, a half hour, an hour, whatever that might look like, if that's binging the new Gossip Girl, there's only one episode on, but it's really good, and putting a face mask on and making sure your laundry doesn't smell and you don't have to wash it with vinegar or ordering pizza, do that. If it looks like going for a hike with your family or locking yourself in the bathroom in a nice hot bubble bath and ignoring them all night, whatever it looks like for you, focus on that. Do that. Show up in that way as that woman. Don't get stuck in where you should be because you won't be as good as it could be. I'm here squirreling out as always, <laughs> but I'm always rooting for you. Thanks so much for tuning in, moms. I know that life with littles can be crazy, but if this, you know, tugged at your heartstrings or made you ugly mom cry or any of those things, share it with a mom friend. You know, we all need them. Show up at her house with this podcast and some wine in hand. And if you feel like it, tag me on Insta, you know, holla at your girl. <laughs> <laughs>